0: On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're looking at this very much uneventful summer. We'll talk about that and what to predict. We're going to talk about predictions as well. Way too early to tell. We'll talk about that. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tagu. Thank you for joining me and making making us your first listen of the day. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're going to discuss the weird phenomenon that is the NHL offseason, going from a lot of news and moves and all of that, and then nothing really till training camp we'll talk about that as well as looking forward towards our way too early to tell predictions we'll talk about that with the lightning where do they stand what do we expect out of them going forward into the upcoming season and so talking about the nhl offseason It's one of those things that I think that for me personally, and let me know in the comments below uh, if you feel the same way. I would love to kind of get a gauge on, you know, how everybody else feels about this because I I really think that it is something that when you look at the game of hockey, you know, we always talk about whether it be on here or when Chris and I were hosting Locked On NHL, we kind of always talked about it, sometimes even complained about it, how really – the NHL offseason, you know, when, when, and, and maybe we're doing the game a little bit of a disjustice by maybe just comparing it to the other sports, baseball, football, basketball. You know, you always have constant chatter really throughout the course of the off season, And, you know, one can make the argument, well, listen, um, those games, those sports are just simply bigger. Uh, in America and North America in general. And, and that's why that, you know, they draw billions of dollars a year in revenue. And that's why the players have such high salaries uh, compared to the NHL, where really the the if you were to compare the the salary of the highest paid player in the league, uh, I think it's Tyler Sagan, maybe or somebody else where I, I believe it was at 11 and a half, maybe even 12 or I think it was maybe McDavid even, but when you look at those salaries, that's in baseball, basketball, especially football, I mean, especially baseball, really. These the Those are very much maybe lower mid-level to low salary totals. And not saying that because the players get paid less significantly compared to other sports, that's the reason why. But no, I just feel like it's one of those things where maybe the league doesn't do a good enough job. It almost feels like the NHL, to a certain extent, almost just rushes into the offseason. I'm talking about we get the Stanley Cup final over, and then maybe you get those two, three days, maybe even a little bit less, depending on who the, the Stanley Cup champion is, where it's really televised and really publicized. Uh, across the NHL network, the websites, everything, social media. And then you get the NHL draft. And that's it. That's really much it. I mean, you, you get maybe free agency and and as we all know free agency hasn't really been that all exciting. I mean, if we're really going to pinpoint the most exciting parts of the NHL season, it's really free I mean, excuse me, the trade deadline, the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that's pretty much it. And maybe opening night, you know, one could say that I feel like in recent years maybe opening night has kind of lost its lux its luster. I know when I was working at NHL.com, opening night was just like it was almost like to a certain extent, at least from the content point of view, it was more so like the night at the Oscars almost in a way, like you were you were going to wait wait on every single thing. You don't want to miss a second of what the action or, or what was going to happen or what was going to be said. And maybe that's just the workplace. Maybe that was the reason why, but I feel like we need as maybe an NHL community or even the league in general, I think maybe the league in general really needs to figure this out is to keep that constant excitement year round. Now I'm not going to sit here and say, what, the league should do a through Z, but I think that maybe it starts with the draft kind of like how I listed off. Like the, the league kind of rushes more towards into the off season right after the, the Stanley cup final. I believe if I remember my dates correctly, um, Stanley cup final, the last game I think was maybe the second to last week or the last week of June. And then you get into the offseason. The draft, I believe, was around the second week of June. Free agency a week or two later. And that's it. And, you know, I'm sitting here on July 25th. And really, if it wasn't for Patrice Bergeron retiring today, which grand scheme of things, I mean, if we're looking at you know, a player of his caliber retiring in other sports, obviously that's everywhere. I guarantee you ESPN is not even going to report this. Maybe it'll be like, if anything, it would be kind of a, eh, you know, by the way, Bruins, the Bruins center and captain Patrice Bergeron retired after 19 years. And that's pretty much what you're going to get. And I think that Gary Bettman and the powers that be that surround him really need to look at maybe the off season is kind of a place to where they could fill in some holes. And I'm not saying, you know, extend the season or, or maybe push free agency a little bit back. No, because what is that really going to accomplish? Really not much, but I, I think that the PR department, at least for the league itself really needs to do a better job of, of, grabbing or keeping hold of those those fans that are relatively new to the game and the fans i'm talking about are and whoever is listening or watching you know you might be one of those people who really hitched on the the nhl wagon um during the stanley cup playoffs and it may have been because of a certain team or maybe you just saw a commercial for it and were just like huh maybe this is something i should check out and I really think that the league, you know, because let's face it, and, and, you know, this is the pretty much the God to honest truth. When the league, and and I can speak from experience and, and so can, you know, if you ask, if you ask Locked On Rangers host John Chick, who also worked with me at NHL.com, we can both tell you that really the league in general and, you know, this is probably not what you want to hear but this is something that is very much true when the league is looking at attracting new fans or or when they're when they're thinking of ideas to to get viewership up or whatever the case may be or just promote the league they're looking at new fans they don't give a crap about the existing ones because they know all of us are going to come back regardless of what's going to happen year in, year out, and on a nightly basis. That's just the way it is. But from maybe just a rational point of view, when we look at the new listeners or the new, you know, viewership, the new fandom that came on during the NHL Stanley Cup playoff, after these fans cool their heels, and, and maybe I'm sure there was a lot of fans that joined the Golden Knights bandwagon this offseason, and I'm sure there was a lot of fans. And not I listen, I don't mind if you're a bandwagon fan or not. I'm sure there was a lot of Lightning fans that jumped onto the bandwagon uh, when the Lightning went back to back and went to a third straight Stanley Cup. My thing is, is that how do you keep those fans as a whole, as a league. Well, I can tell you for certain, it's not gonna be draft, free agency, see you in October. Cause that's really what it is. That's really what the message the league is really saying. Now, the only idea that comes to mind, and let me in the comments below what you think, what you think is the right course of action for the NHL to kind of make things more exciting year round let me know in the comments below because the only thing the idea that comes to mind as of now to where we could maybe make things a little bit more exciting is probably going to be from maybe having some sort of showcase of all the players that were drafted in the previous draft i think that would be something that would generate a little bit more excitement it would also be something that will be a little bit different I think it's something that maybe a lot of teams probably wouldn't want to happen. You know, I think that the Chicago Blackhawks wouldn't be very, really excited about. They just drafted their best prospect or one of the best players, really, uh, to come into the draft since, you know, Connor Connor McDavid and have him play in a meaningless game and risk the possibility of, of getting hurt. Now, that is something that the league is going to have to really go through, maybe jump through some hoops with the players association. And, and we both know if, if we know anything about the players association, that they're probably going to want some sort of money compensation uh, in return, which we both know the league is not going to go for that. So you could probably scratch that idea right away out the door, kick it out the door, but let me know in the comments below what you think. I think, you know, maybe am I just, Maybe, maybe I'm just, like, overreacting. Maybe I'm looking at this as kind of something that – I don't know. I, I think the league needs to do something at least to generate some sort of buzz to where the average sports person that does not follow hockey or even follows hockey very casual is going to wake up one day, get a commercial, because we both know – commercials for the NHL season aren't going to drop until probably a week or two before opening night. So, and we know that the NFL doesn't get the same treatment. They get better promotion. So does major league baseball. So does the NBA. Um, maybe it's something that they have to do at ESPN because as we all know, ESPN has not done really a good job, you know, outside of commentating the games. And even then we could even say that's been a little bit suspect. Maybe ESPN needs to do a better job of going in with their agreement. Now, I don't know the exact lines and wordage that was involved in that agreement between the NHL and ESPN. But I think we could all agree that the ESPN maybe needs to do a little bit more promotion. Not even promotion, but just on their regular shows, whether it be Get Up or whatever. I don't watch ESPN anymore because it's an absolute joke. But whatever shows they have, talk shows that they have, I think there needs to be some sort of discussion throughout the course of the summer to keep that, oh, the NHL is still a thing in the mind of the casual sports fan. Let me know what you would have in mind. I would love to hear all your suggestions uh, for that. So coming up in just a bit, we're going to talk about predictions, uh, mainly for the Tampa Bay Lightning. How do we think they're going to do this year? who do we expect to have a good season and who do we expect to maybe improve uh, from their disappointing season? We'll talk about all of that and more coming up. But first, I wanna talk about our sponsor today and that is our friends over at Athletic Greens. Now, if you haven't heard of Athletic Greens, listen, they are the most healthiest daily supplement on the market today. Now, I I start my morning off with this. Uh, I have, it's wedding season right now. And, you know, it's, especially with my job, it's hard to get into the gym. So, you know, eating right and taking the right supplements for me is the best thing I could do to keep myself in shape. Now, all great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. Don't you want to be like the great athletes? And a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. A lot of them also drink AG1. That is why I'm, I'm a huge fan. And with every daily serving, I'm setting myself up for success with 75 high quality ingredients that give me key nutrients and support energy, focus, and strength. It's a micro habit that delivers macro benefits and helps just about everybody take care of their health every single day. So what you got to do right now, it's a comp—it's a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine. Then try Athletic Greens 1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs of Athletic Green 1 with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkathleticgreens1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out. So moving on to our following questions topic of conversation here in this very quiet NHL offseason. And if you want to continue following along our talk as we continue to kind of figure out where this Lightning team is going to be, what they're going to look like, how do we feel about certain players, new and old, that are part of this team heading into the 23-24 season, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. We are available wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube, uh, like I've been talking about. Pretty much, I think, since the end of the playoffs, at least for the Lightning, um, as our subscription number goes up, what we're going to do is once we hit that 1,000 mark on YouTube, we'll be giving away a free, and it's free. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button, a free Vinny LeCavier signed puck with the old school Lightning logo and all. Uh, You will automatically be uh, entered into a raffle for that. So all you gotta do is be subscribed to the YouTube channel, uh, and hit that notification button because we'll be dropping videos about that, about information and and just, you know, reminding you as we get closer, ever closer to that, that coveted 1000 mark on YouTube. So go ahead and do that. So this off season for the lightning, we kind of all knew it was going to be a very difficult season. I think a lot of us can agree that Alex Kaloran coming back was not something that was probably either realistic or even remotely in the cards for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I do like what they did for the most part, free agency signing Connor Shuri, uh, really adding that depth and also adding a forward who's been there before. I think that's one of the most important things that the Lightning needed to do, uh, whether it was via trade or in the free agent market, was kind of whether or not chlorine was going to come back you want to add somebody else for the right price of course to come in and to be a leader and to also have that multifaceted uh game and connor sherry is that guy like we all know if you don't know he was part of those uh stanley cup winning penguins teams i believe he was also part of those yeah he was part of those back-to-back teams as well uh that won um so you got a guy right there who knows what to do you know whether it be in the middle of the season when nothing is working kind of knows how to get things started knows what's right knows how to set the tone um as well as once the playoffs roll around which i am still kind of tentative to predict that that will be a sure thing for the tampa lightning because when you look at the the eastern conference in the nhl i think it's gotten better i think not only even if the teams haven't really hired a haven't really signed or added a whole bunch of good pieces i still think that a lot of the teams in the east that you know that were already tough like carolina like new jersey like the rangers the islanders florida those teams that's one more year, and a lot of those teams do have young pieces. Those are teams that are getting better with experience, and I kind of hinted about this, especially with the division when we've spoken about it this, this offseason, especially with Buffalo um, and Detroit. Even if, and, and this was before, I believe, the Alex debrinken trade that sent him from Ottawa to Detroit. I think this is something that really – I think we could all agree Lightning fans were very wary about. I think this is something that when we talk about the Lightning's window, their championship window being open and for how long is that going to be, I think you have to view it as that way. And not just at the Atlantic Division, but the entire Eastern Conference. Because at the end of the day, as these teams in the Atlantic division get better and better or just continue to grow and continue to produce, um, we saw it with Buffalo. They had a very good season last year for them. They're only going to get better unless some catastrophic thing happens or they take a massive step backwards, which I think we could all agree isn't something that is going to happen. And then you look at Detroit, another team who I think is ready to make that push this year alongside with regular divisional foes like Florida Um, Boston, I think is a question mark, you know, I think they're kind of in that gray area. I don't think they're gonna be out of the conversation for the playoffs, but you have a lot of teams getting better. And I feel like the lightning to some regard got better, if not just replaced pieces that needed to be replaced. But I, I think that when we look at this team and I think anybody could say this. I think this is an easy assumption to make. When you look at, especially the bottom of the roster, when you look at the the bottom lines, the the second line defensive pairing, the fourth line forwards lines, those are the big question marks that I think really the Lightning are going to have to not be able to play around with as much. You know, it, it's one. It's going to be one of those situations where the lightning if they get into the first month or so and it's just not working on that third line that fourth line forward line something's going to have to be done right away because as we all know in today's NHL it is fast it is physical and every team goes out there with a full four line forward lines there's really no no makeup when you look at every nhl team that is successful that is competitive that does not have a weak spot in terms of their their depth and on paper right now i am not confident that this lightning team has enough depth having said that they haven't they've they've rolled out lines like that before and they've made absolute magic with it now, but when you look at going back to the the championship window, it's not so much that the lightning are not built to get to the playoffs. My issue is and really the thing that I'm wary of is other teams. Like I said, the Atlantic division's getting better. Detroit, Buffalo, Florida, Toronto. Boston, I think that they are going to be a team that I still think that could make a play for that third uh, spot, that third playoff playoff spot in the division, as well as definitely make a play for that that first or second wildcard spot. And really the question, which unfortunately we can't answer now, is where do the Lightning fit in all this? Where are they going to be able to thrive? And I said it at the beginning of the offseason, and especially after free agency, kind of quieted down. I I said that really, and and I think that this isn't anything against in terms of that I think this team is not good enough. I just think that the Lightning as of now and how they played last year, and I know we really can't compare the two because the roster – is significantly different. The players are going to be significantly fresher as the season goes on. But I said it, I believe that this team was an 85 to 90 point team. Now I said I was more leaning more towards the 85 point mark. But that is more so if we see the same Andre Vasilevsky. Now having some time to think about it. I'm kind of leaning towards 90, 95, which I think is a good, happy medium. I think that that is a good spot for the lightning to aim for, because like I said, you know, Detroit's getting better Buffalo. I think just all they need is goaltending. And, They could easily challenge for a top three spot in this division. Uh, The huge question mark, of course, is going to be Boston, like I'm going to repeatedly talk about throughout the course of the season until we see some sort of definitive answer in terms of what kind of team that's going to be. So when you look at the Eastern Conference as a whole and Tampa Bay, if you're going to make a prediction like I am about to right now, I'm – not going to use my normal answer like I have have in past off seasons. But I will say that this Lightning team, on their best day, will challenge for that last third spot, that third spot in the division. And on their worst day, will be a point or two outside of the second wild card spot in the East. Because, And I know I'm already going to get a lot of flack for this, because when you look at the Eastern Conference – There's a lot of good teams, and then there's also other teams that I'm sure Lightning fans will look at and be like, really, the Lightning could potentially be in this class? No, I think Florida's going to be very good. I think Pittsburgh will kind of revamp a little bit. I think that they really want to get back into the playoffs after missing last year. Uh, You you only have so many years left of Malkin and, and Ovechkin. I mean, excuse me, Malkin and Crosby. Um, I, I think that Washington will be slightly better. I don't think that they are going to be an 85-point team. I don't think that they're necessarily going to be an 80-point team either. Is where they they how many points they accumulated last year. Um, Philadelphia is one of those teams I say on a yearly basis that I firmly believe that they have the names, they have the players, they just need to figure it out. Um, they, they, they have the personnel to, to be one of the better teams. Um, I think really what it comes down to is coaching, uh, front office moves and, and temperament. Um, I don't know necessarily if John Tortorella is going to be the right fit there, but we will definitely continue to keep an eye on that. But real quick, where the Lightning fit into all this, I, I think that they are going to keep up for the most part. They're going to keep up with a New York, with a Florida, with a Toronto. I think that they keep up with that, but I don't think that when you go, and you will definitely see it as the season progresses, when you see the matchup against New Jersey and Carolina, those are games where they're going to get outclassed. I'm sorry. But when I look at the East as a whole, Carolina and New Jersey are the class. Of the east the high class and i think that the lightning could be a middle of the pack team which is i think perfect for them and and i think that really that's where lightning fans need to realistically look at them if the lightning finish sixth overall in the east you know i don't even look at it as the division kind of thing because you know i i i prefer to look to the grand scheme of things as where they finish in the conference rather than where they finish in the division. Cause as we all know, as long as you get into the playoffs um, you, you could go anywhere. I mean, we saw it with Florida wild card team goes to the Stanley cup final. So I think that's where we got to look at it. I think the lightning need to build upon that as the season goes on. Let me know in the comments below what you think, because that's where I think the lightning are going to be. I think they're a middle-of-the-pack team, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I think that when you look at certain players on this team, I know we didn't really get around to it just so we will talk about that in the next episode, but I think that really it depends on their deaf players. You know, I I think that we're going to also need to see a lot more production from the third line this year. Um, I think we're going to need to see a lot more production from the defensive core this year. Um, and a lot more staunchy defense as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that uh, as the offseason uh, moves on and we get ever closer to the new season. So wrapping things up on the show today, let me know in the comments below what you think. I know this is going to maybe have an, a lot of eyes, to re- cause a lot of eyes to roll, and that's perfectly fine. Listen, I, 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 I just think that we need to walk into the season with some sort of measured expectations. It's all of you saying, and I have seen it, so don't tell me that this is not a thing, but there are Lightning fans that are saying that we are going to go back to the Stanley Cup final. If that happens, that's phenomenal. That's great. The boys are back. But let's worry about the regular season because I feel like that's something that, All right, it was one thing to say that after they won two in a row. It was another to say that last year, which I wasn't that whole really crazy about that whole mindset either. But at times in games, that's kind of like what it felt like when they were going through these stretches where it was just like, listen, we're playing bad now, but as long as we get it together once the real games start... No, no real games. Listen, if you don't get it together now, you may not be able to play in the real games. And like I stated during the regular season, if the Islanders didn't just completely screw the pooch throughout the course of the season, the Lightning could have very – and Florida kind of fell asleep at the wheel there to begin the season. If those two teams kind of played up to their potential, what we saw in previous years – And I, we actually, I believe, I believe I mentioned it back in February when the Lightning were not playing very well. We were having the conversation then about them possibly missing the playoffs. And that is something that I think the mindset needs to change on with this franchise. And I hope we see it uh, in the first couple of weeks, especially the first couple of months of the NHL season. Because if we go into this season with the mindset, let's just get into the playoffs and and go from there. i I look at it two ways. I know there's some teams that are that barely creep into the playoffs and turn it on from there, as we've seen in past years. But the lightning I don't feel are like one of those teams. They aren't one of those teams that are, kind of an unknown, a kind of out of the woodworks kind of team. No, they and, and plus, they that's not how they're constructed. They're not the kind of team that is able to do that. If, if how their performance was early on in games this year was any indicator, um, they they need to be good from night one on. Now, if it turns out, if, if it comes down to games not going their way because they just aren't able to to compete with certain teams on certain nights that is fine i will take that over blowing games to low-level teams like the columbus blue jackets and the montreal Canadiens, and playing tight very good games against uh vegas and florida and carolina okay so i i think that it all starts at the end of the day with the mindset that this team has. So I'm very curious to see after having a very restful offseason, what is said as training camps open, as players come back to work out. And I mean, they're already working out, but as they come to work out as a team, the words and the demeanor and the mindset that is coming from these players coming into a season that I think is very, very important for the Tampa Bay lightning. So We'll keep an eye on that. And as always, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. And you can follow us on our social media pages at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter, as well as Lockdown underscore Lightning on Instagram. And we'll be, be be back to talk more Lightning offseason uh, tomorrow. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.